I mean, if I if I worked for the NSA and had to like eavesdrop on a bunch of women's phone calls, I think I would not like women either. God, I <laughs> what? You, what? Just, you, you just said like if I had more conversations with women, I would like them less. <laughs> no, eavesdropped on their sure, conversations. Sure. The Bechtel test. I'm allergic to it. I, I can't. I'm trying to throw you a ladder, and I don't know how, man. Adam was working for the NSA, and he was listening to phone calls and writing down whether or not they passed the Bechtel test. Yeah, yeah. It's like these were two women, but they were talking about men the whole time. Yeah, Adam was in charge of, of if they sound hot or not. Oh my God. <laughs> After they took away that post from Mark Zuckerberg, pretty much everyone sounds hot to me. That's super progressive. Yeah, that's so progressive. The people upstairs wow, fucking, I, in my mind, they are so yeah. hot. People oh, downstairs yeah. fighting, also pretty also hot. Pretty <laughs> yeah, hot. <laughs> uh, yeah I, I wish we had that kind of cred, but none of us have ever worked for like the NSA. Cosmo used to work for the IRS. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is pretty boring. <laughs> I will. Uh, any one-star review will get audited, though. <laughs> Yeah, if you give us a bad review, you're going to have some trouble with your taxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, let's just say you're going to have some trouble with your taxes. <laughs> some paperwork might get a little mixed up. You guys know the IRS would... does have like guns and stuff? What? what? They, yeah, yeah. They're paper paperwork police? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. I don't know what they're for, but they got a bunch. Well, that's of like them. if they need to raid your like your like cartel encampment, right? It just doesn't feel like the IRS will ever get the chance no. before somebody else gets their hand on the ball. I don't know. They got Al Capone, dude. Stop, stop erasing their history. I of, bet they never shut up about it. Too. Yeah, I bet yeah. like when all the like government organizations are having a meeting, the IRS guy never shuts up about how they're the one <laughs> yeah, that got yeah, Al Capone. Yeah. The FBI couldn't do it. Well, he got he got arrested for it, but like they had normal cops arrest him normal cop they had like <laughs> hello i'm officer IRS, normal <laughs> a bunch of guys in ties and suspenders didn't come arrest them that's i mean that's true interesting yeah the irs i just can't imagine the irs needing i mean is someone like getting audited and shooting their tax man doesn't that feel like a like a like a 1920s guy on his farm being like i'll shoot you tax man if you come <laughs> yeah, on my no, land like I just was. I just had to look it up to be sure I was right about this. And yes, it is. The IRS has forty six hundred guns and five million rounds of ammo. Will the I Democrat know. bill grow this arsenal? <laughs> uh, we need to incredible. arm our. This is it. Oh, is that your homepage? Yeah, yeah. The AmericansForTaxReform.com. <laughs> I'm telling you, arming n nerds is only dangerous. <laughs> Well, it's what we did in the 2000s when they invented the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg invents Facebook and we're like, that's great. You guys can have the city of San Jose. <laughs> yeah. You can you can just do whatever you want. We'll let you control culture for 15 years yeah. and I'm sure everything will be different and better. God. Nerds are nerds are close to ending it all, man. Oh yeah, it will be a when when the world ends, surely it will be a nerd who pushes the button. Yeah, it won't be it won't be with a bang, it will be with a and actually, <laughs> so, sorry, did you see how defeated I was saying that? Well, welcome everybody to the American Journal of Losers. Ooh, welcome, Don't welcome. mind my stuffy nose. Yeah, I'm Adam McShane. And I am Cosmo Nomikos in crystal clear clarity. <laughs> <clears throat> Seven pippled pikers are doing a little dance for me. My name is Joey Bednarski, and that was my elocution exercise. That can't be a real one. Sure. Seven pikers? little, seven little pikers. I've never heard in my life. Seven little pikers are doing a little dance for me. Pikers? Is, and they're doing a little dance for you. Huh? Doing a little dance They're for shaking me. that ass in a circle for you, huh? <laughs> A twerkle. I, what's up, Vinarski? And it's not only the American Journal of Losers, it is episode two of Assassin April. Blam, 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 blam. Oh, <laughs> I've been shot. <laughs> Lady, <laughs> you've shot me. <laughs> There's been four, we have four episodes of people that say, I've been shot when they get shot. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, helpful information in like a pandemonium type situation. I can't believe no one. You would assume every last words would be like, ow, fuck, <laughs> shit. No, 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 no. Well, 
Well, when what if two people get shot during assassination? You're like, I've been shot, and the other person just says, "Be like, yeah, welcome to the fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. self-important, playing the world's smallest violin for you, pal." Yeah, his last words were "ditto." <laughs> As my eyes fade, I want to flip someone off who's also dying. Yeah, I want to be. What are you guys thinking? Yeah, last, words, hell. last words for you guys. What are y'all thinking about? Uh, I can eat a sandwich this big. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I think well, maybe I've said this on the podcast. I think not would be a really good last word. <laughs> that is, that's great. Just I like every, dead. for everything I said, just not. not. <laughs> I'd like to like create a mystery. I'd like to say something that sparks an invest. A, a, a you want to you want to? I think if they just wanna, like look at your your activity and the things in your apartment, they will be like, "What was this man up to?" <laughs> yeah, I think you you come up with your own rosebud. So they can citizen king the shit out of your life, and then they look through everything, and it's just a bunch of like half written jokes it's or, just... or some unreasonable demand like put one of my bones on every continent oh <laughs> wow dude like a like a catholic saint yeah. They're like keeping your bones in churches in antarctica that's really good well how how much of a bummer does someone's last wishes have to be before everyone's fine just like not doing it <laughs> we're just like well no actually i want them i've said this before i i wonder if i could get like a full back tattoo post-mortem <laughs> If I could put that in my will and just someone tattoo my cadaver. What was the tattoo? Make, be? Just make Something sure. Something so tasteless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. Something really gross. And explain that it's because you really don't want to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. That's the only way to be Just to make safe. sure I don't get put in a Jewish yeah, cemetery. I hate tattoos, but I need to not be buried in a Jewish cemetery. I love the Jewish people. Their cemeteries are trash. Yeah, it's, it's tacky, frankly. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's, you know what? That's a better take than saying, I hate the Jewish cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I love Jewish cemeteries. That's great for me. <laughs> I see a Jewish cemetery and I clap. <laughs> Bravo, ladies oh. and gentlemen. Bravo. I uh, hold my breath past normal ones. I exhale. I in and exhale. Yeah, yeah. I hyperventilate. Yeah. <laughs> I get uh, so excited. I, I think everyone's last words, regardless of circumstance, should be avenge me. And you just got to like, yeah. like, all right, I guess we got to from like cancer yeah, we, gotta, <laughs> we gotta cure cancer in order to avenge joey did you guys watch that thing what disease was that where like some boy i love that show what disease? <laughs> what disease that? wayne brady hosted <laughs> and it would bring out people that were dying they'd die on they'd die on the screen and then they'd ask the contestants yeah, what was that yeah text a vote <laughs> no it was a, a, a boy who got sick and his father like worked in just some random industry uh he was like an not engineer, the, not the industry, Hollywood, no. California. No, um, and so his father got real into like research and solved the like I cured do, the disease. I know what you're talking about, but you maybe told me this. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Just like as a hobby, he cured his kid's disease. Well, I think he quit his job. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of I mean, a, an obsessive pursuit. Yeah. But. yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, I think curing a disease in your off time is kind of a fun idea. How stupid oh. must that make like doctors and scientists I feel? Mean, Do you think it was like a weird one where they're like, no one, there's not gonna be any resources towards this? Yeah, yeah maybe. You know. They had started they just didn't want it hard enough. I think it came to him in a dream too. I don't know if that was just we. I watched like an actual like dramatization of I it. I feel it was like a, I've never heard of medicine being invented in a dream. That's always through like lab. Well, I guess sometimes. That's like song lyrics come to people in a dream. Right, yeah. It's never like, I came up with the idea for well, I know what? I don't want to spoil today's episode. Actually, I did write a joke in my dream, a, a soil a science popsicle stick joke. <laughs> I, I do remember. It that. was like as I woke up. You want to just share it on the podcast? No, it was just like, where where where'd they find the missing soil scientist? Buried in her work. No, that's great. Pretty good. That's yeah. actually pretty good. It's not bad. For <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. Writing it in a that, that's the that's way, a laffy taffy joke. Yeah, ta yeah, yeah. That yeah. is the way you're supposed to respond to a popsicle stick joke. Is be like, oh, I probably know what the answer to this is, and then you eat the popsicle. And honestly, let's be honest, you're in a charitable mood because you just had a popsicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of it. You're about to laugh at anything. Yeah, that's, I'm in a good mood. Way. I'm never in a bad. I'm never in a bad place when I've eaten a popsicle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, you, you don't. It does. You don't laugh at it. You don't make any sort of sound. You go. That is a joke. Yeah. Why my subconscious is writing those types of jokes? No idea. Why my subconscious picked soil science as a theme? Also, no idea. Mm, yeah. Who, oh, no idea. That's no. Cool. We have no clue. Not, a, not a single one. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> Joey. Yeah. My man of mystery. My majesty. Oh, I, I do. I like that. Oh, you. Okay. Your I, honor. If, if Cosmo likes it. You I asked guess. for that specifically. Did I ask for that? 
<laughs> yes. Like two hours ago. Yeah, oh, I forgot. And like nothing I said two hours ago counts, okay? Yeah, dude, we're different men. Well, now I'm, that the now that the curtain has been lifted in Assassin April, uh what do you got for us today, please? You got a, you got a, Back uh, to begging. You got a smoking gun for us, pal? Well, in a way, I want to talk about the man that killed James Garfield. <laughs> Okay. Which you did pretty... Look, we took a little break between episode one and episode two of Assassin April. Cosmo just looks at me dead in the eyes and says, we doing we doing Garfield? That, yeah, we doing Garfield this hey, time. What we doing, Garfield? Hey. Well, we've or, talked about this guy in our in our private lives before. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very private. We're the most and, boring dudes. And please, it's very private. Don't ask <laughs> yeah, us about yeah. Cosmo and I have conversations about presidential history a lot. <laughs> it might be like one time. Yeah, it was one time four, five years ago. <laughs> uh... I want to think about the man that killed James. Gar- so James Garfield, uh, the something president of the United States, could have looked that up. Yeah. He didn't. Uh, July 2nd, 1881, he's shot by a man named Charles Guiteau, right? Mm-hmm. This is not a, going to be an episode about Charles Guiteau, though. Guiteau, like our last loser. He's a real crazy guy. He had some issues. Real crazy guy. Syphilis, I think, is the, <laughs> the common. <laughs> you just uh, laugh at the word syphilis? <laughs> well, you're like, he had some issues. <laughs> syphilis, mostly. Yeah, this, syphilis. Guy, this guy got fucked crazy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He used to be able to. I mean, we talked about syphilis a little bit in Florence Foster Jenkins. Back in right? my day, you could get fucked crazy. <laughs> yeah. But like, because just the medicine just wasn't there for yeah. it, if you got syphilis, you had syphilis. We're just a you became a madman. Well, the medicine was like was, was right? like mercury pills, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> like, that like, uh, treat Florence Foster. It was yeah, it was pretty that even. Wow, before the poison, <laughs> before they even before they the poison that makes you crazy. <laughs> yeah, they they invented a different. You just went regular crazy from the disease, not okay, from mercury. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Charles Guiteau, an interesting guy. We'll definitely touch on him a little bit here today. But he is not the man who killed James Garfield because James Garfield did not die on July second. He died eighty days later mm. uh, on September uh, from an injury that even at that time could have been prevented from the bullet wound yes. that which was left to fester for 80 days. Uh. So I'm saying today's loser is the man who killed him. Dr. Dr. Willard Bliss. <laughs> oh. His name was Dr. D.W. Bliss. Dr. Doctor. Did he give you the news? <laughs> Did he have a bad case of loving you? <laughs> so his his first and middle names were Dr. Willard Bliss. And Motherfucker, he, huh? And he became a doctor as per the prophecy. I mean. Uh, <laughs> so, Damn, dude. Yeah, let's give him the, the bio for this guy. So <laughs> why would you name a kid that? That's so fucked up. <laughs> His parents, I, I do believe, it wanted him to aspire to be a physician. Well, that's the only answer. I mean, right. no, some celebrity named their kid like Spaceman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, he was named after a Dr. Samuel, okay. uh, Dr. Samuel Willard, uh, who was a local, like, they were in New York, and there was a local doctor who was famous, renowned for his like research and whatever, who may or may not have been present at his birth. It is so funny to be like, like, we are prophesizing that you will become a doctor and then your kid grows up to be a doctor who kills the president. <laughs> or it's like, oh, we may be wrong on that one. We push him in the wrong field. Well, you know how so, like someone looking around the room and instead of naming him like lamp <laughs> poster, they just saw the doctor. And yeah, like, right, doctor. Yeah. Doctor stirrups <laughs> emergency room table. Oh, there's a there's a gynecology appointment yeah, in the room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess they use stirrups for yeah. yeah. I feel like it's kind of a gynecology <laughs> issue. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> I call an issue. Giving birth is one of the biggest issues affecting humans today. They call it a reverse pap. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, Dr. Samuel Willard might or may not have been the OBGYN. Not, I mean, probably he was not an OBGYN. I don't think obstetricians even existed really back then. I still don't think there's. I think your knees are on the, your feet are on the table. There are. There's for sure. You're. Just for sure. We got oh, we got some videos to watch after this, okay? I don't even know where uh, babies come from yet. Made us watch, <laughs> my te- teacher made us watch a live birth in, um, in biology. Yeah, but it was like zoomed in. You saw like mostly the, 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 zone, yeah. of ac- the zone of impact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't remember the feet being in there at all. And, I, and hey, I remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm only. Th- I was only last night I watched you're this. You're watching a live birth video. And you're like, something's exciting me here. I really hope it's not the baby. No, Joey it. likes it's feet, but feet. only when the toes are curled <laughs> in pain. Yes, God. Yeah. 
uh, giving birth seemed rough. Mm-hmm. Also, we're clearly not doing it right. Probably shouldn't be lying down, you know? Anyways. Is that is Wait, that a is that a real theory or yeah, your like, theory? <laughs> no, I mean, I've, I've certainly heard this, that you should be, like, squatting. Like, that's how it but usually like, happens. In that much pain, could you maintain a squat well i know there's a whole thing a little support bar i know that our body i like that someone's like evolutionarily we should build a support bar well i know our bodies like when we like started when we started walking on two on two feet our hips like are fucked up Mm. so like we're not supposed like we're doing it we are our bodies aren't doing it right yeah well kind of wrong yeah our bodies i mean babies are already born premature like every other animal's babies are more yes developed we got to get them out before their head gets too big yeah the human like the human skull size is like too big so we give that's why there's but that's like, the hip I, that's the hip thing i'm talking about i believe yeah. <laughs> all right well thanks so much for listening to this podcast <clears throat> of three men theorizing just sort of guessing <laughs> about the female body yeah, what's, yeah this is a new a segment we call what's wrong with women yeah <laughs> where we try to evolutionarily explain away some of the flaws yeah. in the human uh, yeah, how many notches <laughs> How many notches does the back of their skull have? Let's start there. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Sexist phrenology. We could do it. We, could. we would become like those fit and friendly guys or whatever they're yeah, called. Fresh and friendly. friendly. Wait, friendly? Fresh, fresh and fit. I don't, I like I don't want to promote that, but. I like being a misogynist that goes by friendly. Yeah, we're, but we're nice. We're not friendly, though. <laughs> yeah, look, look, we have some re- really fucked up things to say about women, but we're really nice about it. Yeah, we'll chill. We're going to hang. <laughs> we, we, we sandwich it in compliments. <laughs> women are, are cute and f- do, all right, I'm not gonna, go on, do the example. I don't want to make it. I'm not. You started to, to say funny, and then you were like, they wouldn't say that about women. <laughs> well, that I, I didn't do the middle part of the sandwich. <laughs> the meat. The, the, yeah, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid to put in the meat of the sandwich. Yeah. Anyways, we got a guy named Dr. <laughs> D.W. Bliss. Uh, he does study medicine at the Cleveland Medical College. We're doing another Cleveland. All right. Hello. Uh, James Garfield, also a, one of seven presidents from Ohio, by the way. Hmm. And yeah. actually, they appear to have run into each other on some occasions. I don't really have the information about how well they knew each other, but like they were Ohio guys okay. in a time when Ohio had what? Oh. 200 people? <laughs> no, more so, than that. So you Was think- it like college maybe? Like an elite this would be just a little bit older. Okay. So you think James Garfield would have like been like, oh, hey, doctor. Like he would at least know him by name. Yes, or, he did. Okay. He did know him okay. by name. And well, it, his it, name was his profession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you're that doctor, right? <laughs> <laughs> Please call me D.W. Bliss. D.W. Bliss. Uh, yeah, no, I mean. My son was a doctor man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an oil man. Uh, yeah, it's this. It's possible they ran into each other as early as like the 1830s or 40s. Uh, but he studies medicine and he has this knack. You're, his whole biography leading up to his 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 turn as Garfield's doctor, he is like controversy after controversy and escaping them in a way that I feel like you could only do in the 19th century. Where you just move to like one town over. So, okay, <laughs> let, 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 me, let me just knock them all out as, as soon as I can here. Uh, he was, of course, a surgeon in the Civil War. Everybody was. If you were a sure. doctor, you're going to mm-hmm. have to do your time doing that. Yeah. And supposedly he just fled from the Battle of Bull Run, the first Battle of Bull Run, for our his Civil War <laughs> historians out there. Uh, he just fled from his duties at Bull Run. Hmm. Okay, he went. He went AWOL. He, he just like turned away, and the only the only evidence he have uh, has of this is just like he wrote a letter to his family, being like, "All good." <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, he was a bull that run, ran. Safe. He fucked. He ran, and then he fucked my wife. <laughs> it's it's hard to to be too mad at that because it's like, yeah, I wouldn't want to be. A, <laughs> yeah, but he's like so the doctor. Yeah, go the there, guy, and then he's the guy that's gotta like patch him up, you know. Yeah. I don't know. What's what side? What side is he on? I don't, I should have known a well, union, but I should have known that you would be pro cowardice. <laughs> Dude, you know how much it would suck. You're you're giving a guy a bottle of whiskey and sawing his arms <laughs> off. Like you know how fucking horrible that is. Yeah, but you're the best guy at getting someone drunk and sawing their arms off. No one else is qualified to do it like he was. Please so. call me Doctor McGillicuddy. Yeah. <laughs> He's drinking a, a bottle em- of cherry liqueur. Hey, emphasis on the cuddy, am I right? Yeah, yeah. Anyways, now that we're all having fun, time to sell your arm off. Yeah, now that we're all laughing, I find humor is the best medicine. He's doing it like a patch Adam. Yeah, from musket ball in their head so despite what i mean and this is one that's one of the more iffy controversies the mm-hmm. other ones definitely have happened he, he 
gets a he gets to becomes the superintendent of Armory Square, which is a hospital in DC. Okay. Uh, during the Civil War as well, so he's still. I mean, look, he's still got to soft people's arms up. It's just whether or not he's on the field. I yeah, think. yeah. But he gets this promotion anyway. If they have a break room, he can <laughs> decompress in. <laughs> Who all day of, de- of, of amputating limbs, man? It's bad out there. We got to stop this war or yeah. something. I don't know. Uh, he gets. <laughs> he gets imprisoned for a few days for accepting a bribe to use a particular brand of stove in the hospital. Oh, oh! There's a war going on. <laughs> I love that. Like this is—he's the most important doctor we have, but we will throw him in jail for using the wrong stove. <laughs> I mean, it's just unethical, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, he accepted a five hundred dollar bribe. In- that's sizable, right? It's yeah, huge. That guy, like, wait, but they, I mean, if there's probably a ton of stoves in this hospital, they probably made a. This was just like a company like GE going like, hey, if you, if you let us, if you give us was, the bid, on it was that. like yeah. one. It was like an inventor's brand of stove. Yeah, I don't. Huh. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's definitely unethical to do that, but maybe, maybe it's fine. I don't know. He does. He doesn't get charged with it. Uh, mm. He is defended by a close personal friend who was John Wilkes Booth's father-in-law oh, nice. because there were like 10 people. That's probably super connected. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was like a, he was a senator, I believe. Well, there are 10 people with money. Yeah. There are 10 people with jobs. Right. So he was he was connected here. Hey, speaking of John Wilkes Booth, though, he actually was present for the Lincoln assassination. He John was, John Wilkes Booth was present for the Lincoln. <laughs> I know I've broken the case. I think yeah, John yeah. Wilkes Booth might have been there that night. Yeah, yeah maybe. No, Doctor D W Bliss was present for, oh. the, for the Lincoln assassination. President in that he was one of three or four doctors that were called in to treat Lincoln. After he was the one that said, "Quick, cut off his arm." Yeah, <laughs> no, he has yeah. been. We must amputate the hat. Thank <laughs> 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 God, doctor. He'd rather die than lose the hat. <laughs> uh, so he was the highest ranking because he was the superintendent of this hospital. And then he, his, one of his employees is the first doctor to arrive. And there's look, there's not a lot you could do for Abe Lincoln after he gets shot. He, Lincoln was like, gonna die. Yeah, in the fucking mm-hmm. brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lincoln was gonna die. But Dr. Doctor Bliss had a chip on his shoulder about how when he arrived, there was nothing for him to do. He kind of gets like zoned out of the whole uh, situation. Fucking, I'm over here holding my dick in my hands. <laughs> yeah. all like, I don't get. get <laughs> I don't get even touch the president's <laughs> dead body. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, he, he takes this as a bit of a, a bit of a lesson. Is that look? You got to get in there. You got to be active. You got to touch the president. You got to touch the president. <laughs> this is a hands on a hard body situation. I mean, I'm presuming there was another doctor. There were three other yeah, doctors okay, there. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's just like there literally just wasn't stuff to do. He, was he just wanted to stand there. around and be like, I agree. I concur. That is the. Yeah. I think he had that to- is too much bullet for a brain no. today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, doctor. Well, there's your problem. Yeah. Too much bullet. Uh, no, I love yeah, the doctors back then would just diagnose you with whatever happened. They're like, well, he died of having been dead (laughs) (laughs) natural cause yeah you either got ran over by a carriage or or got shot in the war those are the two causes of death uh yeah he was i think it was also irked because the other doctors were technically his underlings at armory Uh square he was the superintendent right he was high ranked here uh but he doesn't get to he doesn't get to to futz with the president anything uh but also him being present at the Lincoln uh, after Lincoln's assassination is important because another person was there, Robert Todd Lincoln, uh, Lincoln's only surviving son. Bobby Bobby mm-hmm. Todd. Bobby Todd's was there and recognizes, I mean, rec- recognizes, he remembers Dr. Bliss during the Garfield assassination because Robert Todd Lincoln grew up to be James Garfield's secretary of war. Also weird aside about Robert Todd Lincoln, a week before the, the Lincoln assassination, John Wilkes Booth's brother saved him from getting hit by a train randomly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I done. Another weird aside about Robert Todd yeah. Lincoln, not only was he present for his dad's murder, he was the secretary of war for James Garfield who was murdered. He was also present for William McKinley's murder. Damn, this kid is cursed. Yeah, dude. Dude, there's been four presidential assassinations. Boy, away from these presidents. <laughs> Bobby Todd Lincoln. If I was a president, I'd be like, keep that boy yeah, away dude, from. Dude, kill me. that kid, dude. I mean, with with the McKinley one, he was just at the Pan American uh, Exposition in 1901, but still, yeah. that's a lot of pres- look. That's a lot of assassinations that's, to be. That's personally. three of the four assassinated presidents. Yeah, he's like, he was uh, 75. I bet if he lived another hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> 
If only. Uh, I do. Then I would start to be like, all right, maybe this boy is cursed. Yeah. JFK is like, who's this guy they're pushing over in a wheelchair? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Do you know the CIA brought Robert Todd Lincoln's corpse to Dallas that fateful November that's morning? Right. That's right. The boat's so weird. <laughs> it's dark magic. Uh, okay. One more controversy. Uh, Post-Civil War. Uh, Dr. D.W. Bliss gets really into the emerging science of homeopathy. Homeopathy. Mm-hmm. Homeopathy, which in its defense, <laughs> see, is about a, re- as- a rap based treatment. <laughs> Homie? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, when you get like mad, when we get mad at you, you know it's a bad one. <laughs> like, fucking Fuck dude. You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> We put him in something happened between episodes where we put Adam into pun mode. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to factory reset? <laughs> you look so hurt by this. I'm go, 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 go. <laughs> oh, we got a little baby. He's in baby uh, mode. Uh, now. Uh, too far back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't want the jokes that 13 year old Adam was making though. Can we fast forward a little bit? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So he gets into homeopathy and is ousted from the medical community for promoting this. I mean, look. What is homeopathy? Homeopathy is the, it's, it is a suit of science. I don't have any qualms about saying it, but it has surprised, it has survived surprisingly long as an alternative medicine. Uh, it is the idea that like cures like. So it, what? So if you fighting fire or fire kind of, yeah, but you would like, inject the patient with cancer. <laughs> the idea is that if you have, if there is something wrong with you, then you need, Say you've, been, say you've been poisoned, right? I, it's going to mm. be a horrible example. The way to cure your poisoning is to get a little bit of poison, like just a tiny little bit, and dilute it in water until it's basically not well, there. that's kind of what like poison antidotes are, right? They, no, like, it's not. <laughs> but they have to like milk the venom from snakes to like develop the antidote. Well, just to research? Yeah, I think it's just the... They don't think, oh, maybe, I don't think is that what it is? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Yeah, I was letting all the snakes planning, bite me all those times. All your planning down the drain. But I do. Th- I like the term <sighs> "milk the snake." I do think that. <laughs> I, have a, I, I have a feeling. Oh, you're gonna I have a feeling. Again. I have a feeling. I know how you're gonna use it. <laughs> well, God, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, fellas. We did get some thirteen-year-old Adam. I'm in, yeah, I'm in my teen years. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait till the end of the episode. You're an old man. <laughs> we can move on, but I do think I'm a little right about this. <laughs> Let's keep moving. <laughs> Homeopathy is bullshit. And it continued to exist for a very long time, despite the fact that it was invented before people knew about germs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he uh, he gets ousted from the DC Medical Society, basically just you know a conference of doctors being like, "We're going to make medicine better." Uh, he's expelled for it for. He's like, if a- you can shoot the bullet. With a second bullet, <laughs> right. removing but it a smaller, from the president's head, but a smaller head. bullet, like barely a bullet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is he is uh, ousted from. The medical society for hawking a cure called Kundurango, so probably Kundurango, uh, an Ecuadorian vine that cures cancer. Okay, pretty cool that it cures cancer. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> and, and they were mad at him about that. I don't know. It's weird. That was that was what I thought homeopathic was was a lot of like herbs. It's and a lot of tinctures. Herbs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm a big sure. tincture guy. <laughs> you do love a tincture. It's fun to say. Pipettes always rule. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think the big issue with the way you I'm still in high school. <laughs> I think the way, yeah, you, you can you squirt got, water with them across the room. You just got out of bio class. Uh. I, yeah, I think the big issue with the way you treat medicine is you only go for ones that you think sound cool. Yeah, dude. Like, which medicine is going to impress girls the most? Uh, the way you described homeopathy, it felt it felt very much like uh, the old lady that swallowed a fly. <laughs> I think it's a bit of old lady that swallowed yeah, a fly. Yeah, they're like, you need to eat more horse meat <laughs> to cure all that dog meat we gave you. Look, Ikea was just trying to help people. Uh, so yes, he gets in trouble a few times over his career, but despite all this, he is still a respected doctor in and around DC, right? Uh, but now I think we got to We got to get into the, to the James Garfield story. Sure. Uh, cause you guys don't know anything about James Garfield, right? President mm. lasagna. I know he hated Mondays. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was shot on a Saturday, died on a Monday. There we go. <laughs> Eureka, we've done it boys. So <laughs> Back up shop. <laughs> I think we've really discovered something about yeah. the mind of the twisted mind of Jim Davis. <laughs> I do. I, I do genuinely wonder why he named that cat Garfield. I don't know. Is Jim Davis alive? I think so. I think he's richer than God. Oh, for sure, dude. <laughs> I think, 
I think Jim Davis will be buried in a Garfield shaped mausoleum. <laughs> yeah, like a like a golden above ground tomb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So James Garfield, I need to talk about his election just so we can understand why Charles Guiteau shot him. Uh, so this was in the days because he won. <laughs> Would he have shot him? No, if he was like didn't crazy. Win? Yes, it's, and there's also it involves a lot of interpart intraparty politics is why he shot him uh-huh. because like James Garfield, Guiteau was a Republican, not uh, well a outstanding Republican, just a guy who was around and thought he tried a few other careers and decided that he was going to become a party politician. Okay, uh, and this was in the days before people voted on who. Won the primary. There weren't primary yeah, elections yeah. during those days. Mm. The two, two or three parties would just be like, "Here are your options." We argued for a little bit and we came up with a guy. Yeah, I'm glad we fixed that. Yeah, no, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm glad we glad have so works. many options now and it works really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I read about these things. I'm like, this isn't honestly that much worse than the no. way it is now. Well, right now it's like it's like there's there's someone you hate that you're gonna vote for, and then ten of the craziest <laughs> fucking people that you've ever seen. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but if it's just, you know, two or three parties being like, here's the guy this time. Uh, so there was a big split in the Republican Party. Uh, don't need to get too deep into it. Although I do want to shout out, it was about how political appointments were made. Uh, the Pendleton Civil Service Act for all our preteens that are still studying social <laughs> studies, because I remember that coming up a lot. Uh, but like th- there was a faction of Republicans that wanted to keep things the way they are. The stalwarts. They were read by, and I only bring this up because I want to shout out, they were led by a man, New York Senator Roscoe Conkling. Let's go, dude. Which is the greatest villain name in all of (laughs) history. Roscoe Conkling is the greatest villain's name in all of history. Is it the Roscoe or the Conklin doing the heavy lifting? It's a little bit of both, Blair. You're not char- <laughs> you're not as taken by the name as I am. I see. I thought, Roscoe sounds good. It kind of reminds me of like uh, a cookie. <laughs> Roscoe Bisca something. Ros- something it sounds like there. a jazz musician to me. He plays the stand up bass, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, Roscoe Conklin was playing with all of those cats back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody could play like Roscoe. So yeah, you have the Conkling faction, the stalwarts. They're like nothing's nothing's the matter. Everything is fine the way we do things, and we have the half. Breeds, the so-called half breeds. The half. I don't know. It sounds bad. They called themselves that, so I can say it. Uh, the half breeds wanted to reform, basically. You know, they're like, oh, things should be different. And the other faction was like, no, nope, they, they should be the same, actually. <laughs> so there were there was a lot of debate as to who should be the nominee between these two factions. And Garfield is like this dark horse third candidate guy that is like, he is a half breed technically, but is put forth as like a compromise essentially. Gotcha. And Garfield doesn't even really want to be the president, but he's like, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, that's just how you want your president. I kind of, I, I kind of do. Begrudging yeah. a little bit. I like the idea of a president who's like, yeah, fine. Old fucking Jesus. That's so much better than being like, I was born to rule. Wait, man. which is how, I mean, the way hey, with social media now, nowadays, but yeah, that's like people need to be like, Focused on becoming president from the time they're 17 years old. It's so insane. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, so Guto, he's a stalwart, if that matter. (laughs) Stalwart. That's my Tinder bio, too. (laughs) Stalwart, if if that matters. matters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wig. (laughs) Uh, Guto, as a stalwart, and just like a guy, he's not like in the party. He's just like a guy who's like at the meeting, too, you know? Uh, holds no office or anything. He writes this speech. He never actually delivers the speech, but he calls it a speech, right? Okay. Called Grant Against Hancock. That was referring to the presumptive nominee, Ulysses S. Grant, sure. who had already uh-huh. been the president, versus Winfield Scott Hancock, who is the Democrat they're running against. He writes this whole speech being like, here's what Grant is going to do. Here's what's great about Grant. Uh, and then when Garfield gets the nominee, he just kind of control F. <laughs> Let's go. He dude. just kind of replaces. He's great about me. Yeah, he just kind of changes. He changes it to a speech called uh, Garfield versus Hancock against Hancock. God, dude, this is Mad Lib president. <laughs> yeah, he just. I mean, we already established he's begrudging. This isn't gonna wait. He's not gonna start out the gate with doing a bunch of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like before even. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he he changes the speech up, and of course Garfield wins, becomes the president uh, in 1881. He gets inaugurated, and Gateau assumes 
probably because of all the syphilis, that his speech was the key factor in getting Garfield elected. Interesting. Mm-hmm. He's like, and he, and he is... Does syphilis make you give a lot of passionate speeches? <laughs> <laughs> now, passionate speeches are what gets, gets you syphilis. syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> my man know what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, dude, my man, he laughing because oh, he, he knows. He knows. My man laughing because he knows. <laughs> yeah, so after Garfield it becomes the president, he just kind of starts hanging around D.C., Basically, he's like, well, for all of my efforts, I would like the consular, I would like to become an ambassador to Vienna, but I'll settle for the ambassador to Paris. The sausage? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of your, your purview, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, he wants, to, he wants a diplomatic post in Vienna. He will settle for Paris. <laughs> Look, I'll go to the most beautiful city in the world. I'll settle for the other most beautiful city in the world. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, but he really feels like he deserves this. This isn't a big ask to him. Right, yes. Uh, but eventually, basically right before the shooting happens, he is like kicked out of the White He's like showing up to the White House and sitting in the waiting room every day. Just to be like, like I have an appointment to talk about how I deserve to be in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. yeah. Eventually, he is kicked out. Uh, and that's when he was like, well... Time to kill the president. <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of like, well, I got my keys, got my, got oh, there's my gun. All right, <laughs> he bought he bought a gun specifically with an ivory handle because he thought it would look the best in a museum. Wow, yeah. that, that guy's is... playing four dimensional fucking <laughs> shoot the president, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy because you know how he shoots Garfield with a gun, just kind of walks up and shoots him. Interesting. Well, I guess this guy isn't like seen as a security risk or he would be because he got kicked out. So here's the here's the fucking weird thing. You no, know, remember how I was talking earlier about how there were three assassinations over the course of like what 40 years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That wasn't happening before. In fact, this is a weird thing about this. There was no presidential security. The one exception would be Lincoln during the Civil War. Sure. Cuz he was like, well, there's Feel a lot of people, people a lot of people guy. want to yeah. kill me and then he ends up getting killed anyways. But there's no secret service. Well, actually, there is a secret service. It was founded the year after Lincoln was killed, but they weren't in charge of presidential security. They were in charge of finding counterfeit money. What? The secret (laughs) service was invented in months after the Lincoln assassination in order to... The biggest issue facing the presidency right now. As much as a third of the the money in, in circulation could have been counterfeit. Oh, Whoa. well, I guess that makes back when money yeah. was literally just like, I also think with half the country only you, just now returning to, I, yeah. I imagine there was some economic. Well, cause I bet, I bet all those, all those machines that we're using to print Confederate dollars, if they're still out there oh, using damn. to print money, right? Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, that's a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> we find an old money printing press. <laughs> so three boys in the woods find the machine that oh, changes we gotta do their it the, life. We got to do it in the woods like moonshiners. <laughs> I mean, that, okay, you say that jokingly, but I'm picturing like you could have just discovered an abandoned money making machine. So the Secret Service is not providing like security for the president. They they only start doing it in 1901 after the McKinley assassination. I love the idea that Garfield's just getting shot like up, and the guy's just holding a dollar bill up to the light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Secret Service doesn't begin. The thing that we all know the Secret Service to be, that's not even their job until there's been three assassinations. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, maybe, maybe people are going to want to kill these guys. Where does the name come from? The Secret Service? I don't know. They look pretty public to me. They're they're wearing those very conspicuous shirts. Yeah. Like oh that who oh I just saw a guy in all black wearing sunglasses nothing weird about that yeah. those little curly earpieces <laughs> what did they but what were they were back then it's like they, big big pantaloons <laughs> what year is this they were just <laughs> more ill fitting suits oh they sure. were just bigger dopier suits yeah the, the tailored suit was invented about sixty yeah. years after the the suit was <laughs> all right so Garf is on his way to vacation it's July. DC shuts down in July for one thing, because it's hot as hell. It is so fucking swampy and humid in DC in the summer. Uh, And this is the 18, the 1880s. So there's not, so July 2nd, 1881, he's on his way. He's at the Potomac train station. He's going to give a lecture at his old college. And then he's going to meet his wife for vacation at the Jersey shore. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. Uh, (laughs) With Snooki and the situation. (laughs) Hey, look, the Jersey shore was the most beautiful place that had been discovered in America. at that point. (laughs) That, that might be true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I was like, you know, this is close by. It's still, yeah. it's, it's nice. It's, it's fine. probably nice. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Okay. It's not the Garden State hasn't been polluted to high heavens yet. I mean, boy, the fucking Snooky really did a number on the reputation of the Jersey <laughs> yeah, Shore. Yeah. I bet if I said that 20 years ago, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's nice over there. Beautiful, a beautiful boardwalk. Yeah. Wisconsin has Gein. Jersey has uh, <laughs> Snooky. Where's Honey Boo Boo from? <laughs> South. Yeah, Honey Boo Boo. Honey Boo Boo half the country. Honey Boo Boo annihilated half the country. Yeah, dude. The reconstruction after here comes Honey Boo Boo. That was the worst thing that happened in the South. That was what ruined their reputation. Everybody loved the South before then. Um, so yeah, what he does is uh Garf is on the way to get onto this train and Charles Gateau walks up to him and shoots him. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And it's as easy as that. He shoots him twice in the back. Another back shot. Coward. Another shot in the back. Shoot him in the, the face. Head. Yeah, sh- shoot me to my face. Shoot me in my fucking face, you coward. <laughs> uh, and just kind of was like, wow, that's done. Runs away. Just walks immediately into a cop. It would be so easy to get away. <laughs> he like physically bumps in. Yeah, he <laughs> bumps into a Sorry, cop. I was admiring the happens. pearl handle on this revolver. <laughs> this is what happens when Ernest goes to jail. <laughs> Wait, does Ernest kill the a, president yeah, and Ernest yeah. goes to jail? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> puts on the wig of an old lady. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would have been so easy to escape. Uh, he does not do that. Uh, he is arrested. And I mean, we'll touch on... Eh, we don't need to touch that much on Charles Guiteau. He is hanged. He's the first person to ever do... Uh, not guilty by reason of insanity, and they're like, "What even is that?" Yeah, then we <laughs> like, still kill him, right? No one had even <laughs> yeah. thought about. No one even considered what that means. Uh, but yeah, he is still hanged the whole time. Though he's like, "Well, I've done a great job." He's like literally in prison planning his presidential run in 1884. <sighs> he killed other people as well, right? No, it was just Jar- it was just Garfield. Oh, okay. I'm getting stories mixed up. I think. Mm-hmm. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you thinking of? I don't know. I thought him. You're <laughs> <laughs> thinking of uh, another killer. I thought he went on like rampage mode a little bit. Nope. Just shoots Garfield. Okay. Starts to walk away. Gets arrested. Uh, before he dies, he writes a he writes a hymn, which is really- oh, that's good, dude. Please, I, you I'm, have it. Right? I'm going to the Lordy. I guess I could find a. I guess I could find a recording of it. Or I am <laughs> going to the Lordy. I'm <laughs> so glad. I am. It's like that. All right. Okay. Yeah. Basically. Basically that. You know, song of the summer back then. Yeah, dude. This is sort of a pop, right? <laughs> like, look, I don't like how he killed the president, but uh, fuck it. Yeah. Rad, Separate dude. the art from the artist, dude. <laughs> so this was public. The hanging. I'm oh, sure. I, yeah. I don't know the history. That was their of favorite. When we knocked that off. That was the favorite thing to watch <laughs> i was like i think the last hanging was in like the 60s the 1960s wow yeah that's much i don't later think they were public still at that point that's though. the truth yeah okay i don't know how public it was actually. i don't the best entertainment used to be like like going to see a, a horse thief die, like, <laughs> die. <laughs> i mean that's just code of hammurabi shit if you steal a horse we're gonna get, steal your neck yeah <laughs> we're gonna steal the we're gonna steal your trachea from out of your neck god damn uh yeah so charles Gateau. <laughs> It's funny to me that he wanted to run for president. <laughs> he was like, well, I'm next, obviously. Yeah. The, well, if you killed the president, you get to become the president. <laughs> <laughs> He's going by Kirby rules. Yeah, yeah. He got all the president's powers by killing yeah. him. <laughs> but that's jumping ahead because it's uh, obviously the man who really kills him is our man, Dr. D.W. Bliss, right? Dr. Doctor uh, is one of several physicians called because Robert Todd Lincoln was there at the train station with him. As a secretary of war, just adding up one of his jobs, I guess, was to hang out. Yeah, he just had Take to the like, train. drive him to the station or whatever. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's like, I thought this was going to be more about war and less about being your secretary. <laughs> well, <laughs> coffee. I was like, well, is there a war happening? Yeah. I didn't think so. <laughs> no more war. Uh, you're going to have to drive me to the yeah, train yeah. station, Betty. Uh, so, yeah, he's shot in the back. He's grazed by one of the bullets, right? And the other one makes his way and it hides behind his pancreas. Uh, which is a cute way of describing it. <laughs> okay, way of describing getting lodged inside your pancreas. <laughs> yes, but hiding is maybe appropriate because they do not find this bullet. Uh, and not per lack of trying for D.W. Bliss. He gets in there. <laughs> just digging around. <laughs> well, he tries to find it. And in digging around with his bare hands, mind you, bare hands, no anesthetic. Okay. In digging around for the bullet, he creates a second track. Like he goes right when he should have gone left. 
and he creates a false bullet wound that is going to well, fuck so up all the first future search. There's a the detail about this, the metal detector thing. Coming right? up. Okay, yeah, yeah Coming yeah. up. Yeah. Look, there's going to be a long yeah. period of him yeah. lying, but this is the initial, on the first day of the shooting, in the initial recovery, Dr. Doctor makes a big fucking mistake. We got good news. The bullet... Just missed your uh, your, a big artery, Uh, but my finger on the (laughs) other hand. Uh, Yeah, good news. I've discovered the bullets nowhere inside of your heart or lungs, but (laughs) but I I did lose a ring in there. (laughs) In searching for this bullet, it is possibly also punctured the bladder. Oh god, oh that's what keep that stuff in there, man. (laughs) (laughs) He just pulls it out, (laughs) smells it. This isn't the bullet. I smell my finger. (laughs) I was just inside the prison. Oh my god. Uh yeah, so <laughs> this is this is what we have to talk about the way medicine was at this point, yeah. right? Because after his incident of getting in trouble for getting into homeopathy, Dr. Dr. Willard Bliss was not super into new ideas. He kind of balked at any recent invention in medicine. Well, besides homeopathy, right? Or well, is he calling that an, is he calling that an old ancient like no, idea? I mean, after that, after that incident, he's like, "Well, I don't want to embrace new things that are like risky." Yeah, like, I believe in the new medicine that doesn't work. <laughs> so he changes his mind a little bit, okay, right? Okay. So he's like, "I don't want to do anything that isn't tried and true." So he's really not taken with this these new ideas by this British physician named Joseph Lister. Is this antibiotics? Listerine? He had just toured around America. <laughs> oh, interesting. I just named after him. Is it? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had just toured around propagating this idea called germ theory. <laughs> this, <laughs> this crazy motherfucker thought that germs were the cause of disease. Oh, yeah. There's little bugs everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, yeah. Some crazy. Yeah, and I'm, I'm losing my mind from yeah. syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Invisible bug man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jo- Joseph Lister, well, not a remarkable surgeon, was a guy who was like, hey, maybe surgery should be sterile and clean. Uh, and Dr. Dr. Willard Bliss, like a lot of other doctors at the time, was like, no, it's not. In fact, it was common practice at the time to wear bloody aprons. You wouldn't wash your apron because having blood on your apron was a sign that you were an experienced doctor. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, you were better off just di- as When they made guns good enough that it killed you instead of maiming you, that was like a fucking miracle. I like, mean, we talked about we talked about this in our William Henry Harrison episode. Truly, <laughs> if, if you had access to doctor care, you were more likely to die. <laughs> you would be better off just like drinking your mom's soup in your log cabin <laughs> than having anybody that had anything to do with the medical profession touching oh you. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, Dr. Dr. Bliss does not... <laughs> He does not use gloves. He puts his dirty fingers in there. The dirtier, the better, right? Yeah, dude. And as the the bullet, as the wound, the two wounds now, now that his finger is made a little wishbone shape in his body. Now, Now that the wound is filling with pus, probably from the punctured bladder, he's like, great, pus is good. Pus means you're healing, buddy. Oh, okay. Dude, what is pus? Uh... I think it's evil trying to get out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's weakness leaving I'm the body. Realizing, <laughs> I'm just realizing around then if I I'm be like, yeah, that, that makes sense to me. That makes some sense. I definitely don't think a wound full of pus is the best thing is I've that, ever seen. Is that, we can, yeah, job well done, boys. So, but God, man, the president didn't even have like a team of. I mean, there weren't even a couple doctors, like no second opinion for the president. Oh. No, there were a lot of other doctors. Oh, I mean, these, these are the best doctors at the time, kind so, of. Do- Dr. Bliss was the first one to arrive. Uh, Garfield had a personal physician who also came, but he had to. it took a couple days for him to get to D.C. Oh, It was yeah. away, or, you know, like I said, everyone just left D.C. in the summer. Maybe the presidential personal doctor should be in D.C., huh? So here's the thing. Do you remember when uh, you remember when he attended to Abraham Lincoln and he was, like, kind of pushed out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he learned... Not if you want to get if you want to get your hands on the on the president, you got to keep everyone away. Oh, so man. he essentially just like edged all other doctors that might have want to come in and give any extra help. He does this. This to was a like a people. misery situation, right? Like no one else can help the help the guy but oh, me. Oh my god! He did a lot of like give him some space for crowding. Yeah, him. come on, guys, guys, <laughs> let the man breathe. <laughs> Let's see. Well, he's just like both. He's elbow deep, both arms inside <laughs> yeah. of this guy. Yeah, and so like Garfield's personal physician shows up and is like, "I'm here to help," and he's like, 
Uh, and who asked you? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So he is pushing out all these other doctors that are so coming It's a pissing contest, and one of the people in the room is pissing out of his lower back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's pushing away all these other doctors, right? And as I've mentioned, this is DC in July. And it is 1880. Oh, mm-hmm. This is the swamp. Hot one, huh? <laughs> hey, I'm out there. I mean, DC in the summer. It's the South, you know? It's like, it is, and it is a literal swamp. Yeah. There's a reason we talk about it being a swamp. A bit balmy. It, it's a bit balmy in DC, especially, I mean, it's not a good place to recover. So I will say this. Some of the first recorded uses of air conditioning. Ah. Uh, Navy engineers just got big blocks of ice and like... And some fans. fans and I, like instead of just throwing a, a bucket of cold water on him every 30 minutes. <laughs> right. But it would it, it <laughs> like, dropped, they, like they would an elephant at the circus. Drop the room temperature by 20 degrees. Huh? Okay, that ain't bad. So that's not done. Yeah. Look, that, that's the perks of being the president. The the downside you get to die in comfort <laughs> while a man digs around your bladder. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, there's there's that. He's um and I'm sorry, look, I want to apologize in advance that this has become a theme of our podcast. He was on a liquid diet, uh, just had no appetite himself, needed to be fed. Mm-hmm. And after he was having so much trouble eating orally, uh, Dr. D.W. Bliss, and in the rest of his life, this would become something he championed. So that's not how food works, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, the butt doesn't, you that's, can't, you can't, you can't food. eat through the butt. You no. cannot, like, no matter how hungry it may be, <laughs> you, you can hydrate through the butt. That is okay, true. That makes sense. You yeah. can hydrate through the butt. Yeah, boofing. <laughs> you can boof it. Yeah. Like you can eat. You can well, eat. hydrate. I think so. I think it's, so, yeah. I think it's really? just like the blood vessels and stuff like absorbing. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, I know you probably absorb water all the way down. I guess I didn't realize that even the, the colons I mean, sucking up water, but hydrate, I guess that you hydrate through a fucking does your shit not solidify till it's in like the large intestine. I guess that would make sense. Never, that's probably I've where, that's probably where that. the moisture gets finally sucked down. Look, I have a lot of science. All right. Not time for my little theories, but I think that makes sense. I've never considered that your poop it's, starts out as murky water. <laughs> it's paste. Okay. <laughs> You're not wrong, but I can't hear paste. Juices. Okay. Oh, speaking of paste. So what he was feeding him at first, what? well, it he boiled it down to it should be like a beef, basically broth, broth up the ass. Uh, he used to, there used to be eggs in it too for a little more protein, but he found that the flatulence was frequent and inagreeable with the eggs. Yeah. Not just the whole method of doing that. I guess the beef farts were better than the egg and beef farts. Disag- not agreeable. <laughs> I like a panel of judges rating your farts. Yeah. And if they're <laughs> voting on, if your- they're easy to agree with or not. Congress used to just vote on the president's farts. <laughs> So in all this time, in the eighty days that he is recovering from this bullet, oh my geez. god, he's not recovering. He's still, he's getting worse. He's <laughs> in the dying. 80, he's in the eighty days that he is dying from this <laughs> yeah, bullet. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of public support for this. This was at a time, you know, he wasn't a controversial president. He really hadn't done much of anything in his first five months in office before yeah. he before he is shot. So everyone around the country is like. Hey, get better <laughs> classrooms of children writing up cards <laughs> and whatever. We hope you're okay, Mr. President. Yeah, I hope that the beef in your butt tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> I asked my mom if I could eat beef through my butt, and she said no. She said when you're older. <laughs> uh, and one person who hears about this, one person who hears and uh, decides, oh, maybe I can help. It's a fellow by the name of Alexander Graham Bell. Okay. Uh, you guys know about the, the phone man himself. He invented the graham cracker and the bell. <laughs> He was the original Can You Hear Me Now guy. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking traitor. <laughs> did he switch companies? I'm he, right he about did. that. He oh. did. Is there no honor among it's thieves because, anymore? It's because the first company wouldn't let him be publicly gay. So <laughs> Is that true? That is true. Oh, well, yeah. well, I guess I'm homophobic <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I <guess> got him. <laughs> we, we got him finally, dude. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> I've been trying to convert you for years. <laughs> trying to convert me to homophobia. Yeah, yeah, conversion dude. therapy, but for straight people that aren't homophobic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alexander Graham Bell says, oh, they're having trouble finding the bullet inside of him. I'm an inventor guy. I can come up with an event, a, a device. He calls it an induction balance. It is essentially an early version of a metal detector. And he gets in t- touch with uh, Dr. Bliss about this and is like, hey, I I could, I have a device. It works. You got to lay them out on the beach, though. We got to go back to the Jersey <laughs> yeah, yeah. I dropped my keys somewhere. I'm this stretch. I'm sure of it. 
Uh, and I mean, he tested out and it works perfectly, actually. I mean, yeah. it's the 1880s. There's this no is- there's no shortage of people with bullets in their bodies already. <laughs> I know this story and this is one of the most frustrating is, things to ever happen. It is. Yeah. If, <laughs> I, knew, I knew you knew about this yeah. part, but this is... So he, re- he just humbly requests, like says, hey... Uh, I just I, I'm going to bring this metal detector up. We're going to get find out where the bullet is. I just need you to move him off of a bed with metal box springs on it. So obviously there's no interference. He takes it there. Uh, for one thing, Dr. Bliss insists on being the one to use it. Yeah. A guy who's never seen of it or even conceptualized something like it to exist before this. Mm-hmm. He runs it around the right side of Garfield's back. And when when Graham Bell's like, maybe try the left side. He's like, it's not on the left side. It's not on the left side. Don't worry about it does that they don't find anything right yeah they try it again he makes the tweaks it still works he's testing it out this machine yeah. works it should it should be able to find this bullet does it again once again bliss only makes him only lets it do it himself doesn't find it doesn't work doesn't look on the left side finds out later of course they had not switched the box springs in the bread it was oh, there was metal interfering with it and also it was behind, it was on his left side it yeah. was behind his pancreas mm-hmm this guy is just such a blowhard, like fucking. I'm the I'm the doctor in the room. Damn it! Would not let this device, which would have saved Garfield's life, probably. Yeah. Well, <laughs> honestly, at that point, maybe a few other things need to happen to save his life. <laughs> yeah. But they would have been able to get the bullet out of him. Sure. If they had let Graham Bell use this device as it was actually. He seems like one of those guys where if you could convince him that looking on the left side was his idea, he would do it. It's yeah. <laughs> God. Right, Doctor, <laughs> do you remember I mean, you were saying great idea earlier about <laughs> doesn't it suck that those people exist and are always our bosses? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, is that how you become a boss? Just by not taking yeah. suggestions from other people? How do we gently tell him he's holding the metal detector upside down? <laughs> <laughs> Was this supposed to have been like a fine point metal? Like, I am because like I am big, just looking like, something that's like <laughs> takes up his whole lower back and the, all you can really determine is there's a bullet it's in, in there, there. <laughs> in, this, in this six foot yeah, space. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't quite know how it works. I do believe it was pretty small. It's yeah, not well, just like one of those big, like, like I think landmines. And, and now you guys, I think those are that size because they're being used on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? They want to cover the ground. Yeah. yeah they yeah. want to cover the ground. Uh, but yeah, he does this twice. And then when he finds out about the box spring thing, he's like, well, can I do it again? I think we can, we can actually get it to work. You get rid of the box springs. Let me do it. And he just publicly declares Graham Bell is a charlatan. Doesn't know what he's talking about. Let me take care of it, guys. Don't worry about it. Doctor, doctor. Uh, did he get to like prove on his corpse that it worked and just as an extra fuck you to D-Dub? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's, I will donate. I won't donate my body to science. I will donate to people who are doing a fuck you experiment <laughs> <laughs> on my body. I want to... And the fuck used to the guy who killed you. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my corpse is proving my haters wrong. <laughs> that's all I that's all I can ask. I mean, we talked dad. about a vague avenge me. That would be avenging. Yeah. 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 Uh so yeah. Ed declares him a charlatan. Garfield at this point is like, let me just go to fucking Jersey Shore, dude. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, <laughs> can like, I die looking at can, the ocean, please? Essentially, I think I think he knows that this he is not gonna pull through on this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he and his wife t- take a very gentle train ride to the Jersey Shore. People are people are like throwing hay on the train tracks. People used to like the president back then. Yeah, I guess right? so. Hey, hey, on the just train to make it soft. Make it wow. softer. I don't think that uh, works. I don't think. No, I don't think it works either. But it's a nice. You got to put shotgun shells on that thing. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd be the one kid. Do you the train? I'd be like the Jesse one kid James. putting a penny on there just to see. <laughs> I'm getting in trouble because that was supposed to pay for dinner that night. <laughs> I've done that. Was I? Not, I wasn't penny? supposed to do that, right? Platinum penny. Yeah. I don't think it's they a, act like it's a dip. That's not. Not No, that's not. Shotgun shells do as a train. Yeah, no, that's I believe. Oh, you put shotgun I, shells on the train? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're trying to rob that thing. Pennies. Just like that coward Robert Ford. <laughs> Fuck that coward. God, every movie should be named like that. That's such a good way to name it. And the, movie. this guy and then the guy that <laughs> hung out with him and this is what happened. The, the story of Shrek, he goes to save, he meets Donkey and he saves a princess yeah. and he comes back yeah. to the swamp. <laughs> the, <laughs> the story of Shrek and that wise crack and Donkey. <laughs> yeah, Donkey should get more credit in the Shrek movie. I think so. They should name him Shrek and Donkey. Yeah, but he got, he got to hook up with that dime piece dragon. So... <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, he takes he takes to the sea <laughs> as as you do when you're about to die. That is this is like a gentleman's death. <laughs> like this yeah, is, yeah. It, it really does feel like uh, let me go fade away uh, at, yeah. the, at the sh- at the Jersey Shore. Yes, as the waves wash against the shore, mm. I do this I mortal kinda, coil. I feel like people want to die looking at fondly at the earth and nature i kind of want to die somewhere where i'm just like good get me out of here like throw me in like a chaotic throw me in like a college bar so that i'm like <laughs> you know what fuck this. i'm glad i'm done uh, there are there are there have been nights in bars where i would i would pull that ripcord if i had it <laughs> i want to i want to die put me at the red hot chili peppers concert at soldier field baby <laughs> I will not die to red hot peppers. I will not prove that that woman correct. That crystal that crystal ball correct. That crystal ball. Do you say crystal ball girl? I, so I didn't want to say the only word I know how to describe them. I didn't. That crystal that ball fortune girl. teller. How about that? Yeah, the fortune teller who told me I'd die. <laughs> she didn't say add a red hot chili peppers. She said, she said Anthony Kiedis is will be the last. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I think she said you'd be riddled with fleas. <laughs> what, dude, so, I'll be the first guy to die from flea bite. Uh, and yes, ja, uh, James A. Garfield dies at the Jersey Shore, September 19th, 1881. It's a Monday. Well, Gotta hate him. Yeah. Gotta hate the dang Monday. Talk about a rough start to your week. <laughs> oh, damn. The dang president's dead. <laughs> oh. Uh, and then yeah, Bliss, his reputation certainly <laughs> marred by this. Yeah, I didn't have this on my 1881 bingo card. <laughs> God, 1881 is just the worst year. <laughs> Were people doing that back then? Because it happens every single year yeah. now. It must have happened once or twice in the past. I, yeah. Like, God, 1881 will just not let up. <laughs> First the president, then, I don't know. <laughs> disease probably was happening there were there I, i'm sure there were bit worse years now every year's bad it keeps getting <laughs> down and word and downward uh with garfield dead bliss reputation is marred a bit by this but still continues to serve <laughs> but it's like it is just a thing of like yeah everyone knows he's the guy that killed the president but what are you gonna fucking do? It's 1881. He's just gonna go and be a doctor somewhere else. God damn, dude. some asshole who's never heard of him. I love the most public display of being a terrible doctor, and they're just like, yeah, but we only have 15 doctors. <laughs> uh, and yeah, he he, he says he basically Garfield dies, and he goes, well, <laughs> dust off his hands and sends Congress, but a bill. not, but not his apron. <laughs> dust yeah, off his hands. Yeah, does, he his dusts apron. them off. He does not wash them. <laughs> yep, packs up all his things and sends Congress a bill for twenty. Let's go, dude. Get that bag, sir. No, dude, if he gets 25 grand for killing the president, this is the biggest winner of all time. (laughs) Uh, Adjusted for inflation, $670,000. My standard rate. (laughs) Oh, he's got the presidential rate. I'll give you the president's discount. (laughs) I mean, what did it cost to see a doctor back then? (laughs) Uh, Your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. (laughs) The uh, ultimate price. Yes, for more than half a million dollars, and they pay him sixty five hundred, uh, which is still one hundred seventy thousand dollars. All right, wow. not but a they, bad bag. They stiff him. Does that <laughs> does that make you like Congress? Yeah, <laughs> I like I like all of Congress coming together to stiff the doctor that killed yeah, the president. You have to pay him something. <laughs> right. Like let's just let's say oh tap your <laughs> tap your pockets a little bit and be like oh sorry about that man. So you have to imagine that there is a, a road riddled with deaths attributable to this guy before I, this, right? Yeah, but is it any worse than any other doctor? That's, that's yeah. The thing is, he just happened to be the doctor who didn't believe in good medicine that was treating the president. Yeah. He like, wasn't the one doctor that could have helped. Because any doctor that was uh, accepting like Lister's theory and anything about sepsis and all that shit, they would have been considered a little bit more on the fringe and you're not going to go for a for fringe belief to treat the most important person in the United States. But, but it's not one of those things where like treating with that belief, like you cleaning, cleaning him up was yeah. like, that could be risky. Yeah, I don't see how that could hurt. Keeping right? germs outside the body. Like, like, you guys are thinking naturally. with your you guys are thinking with your twenty first century brain. Yeah. You gotta think you gotta be thinking of our dicks. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking with this, I need to think <laughs> with this. I'm yeah. pointing down. Yeah. I'm po- I'm pointed up and then I point it down, <laughs> baby. 
Uh, yeah, so gets stiffed on the bill. He does only live for another eight years, during which he writes about that rectal feeding thing really worked. It didn't, but he, he starts po- the he fact starts- that he considered this a success, dude. Was he the one administering gotta- this? Was he the one putting the spoon up to his ass? <laughs> I'm sorry. Here comes the airplane. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Bean came out of the barn <laughs> and stung the president. I want to back it up to where you're picturing it as a spoon <laughs> and not a hose. Or I assumed some sort it was of more, faucet. I assumed I'm assuming was, like a plunger of some sort. I was thinking like a, <laughs> well, no, like, I was thinking like, like, a, like a syringe, yeah. but without a needle. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like a depending on how really how, how how virgin his ass was, maybe it was a needle. <laughs> No, no. I mean, I didn't want to say this because it's a little rude, but Garfield had a gaper. <laughs> yeah, dude. It does, Garfield it, had been used up by the yeah, time he got shot. It did, say, it did say that in the books you read. <laughs> what was the title of one of them? Garfield's got a gaper. Oh, <laughs> well, that was a children's book, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it was sort of a sort of a, like a Garfield the cat alphabet book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For G, <laughs> G is for gaper. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Garfield's Garfield got one. Of Garfield with his ass just. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see Garfield's ass? They were like the little asterisk. Know. Nah, yeah, I don't think he has a Did cute little cat. But that's interesting because I, I I'm sure every, there's a lot of uh, every fan made art. I look, don't I don't need to see that. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like. I've seen every other cat's ass all the right. time, constantly. Yeah, dude. it's always it's always it's fuzzy. <laughs> Joey's got a calendar of just cat assholes. <laughs> I'm sure that shit exists. Oh, it's, yeah, I mean, for like boring, for not like freaky people, for like boring people, for like Cards yeah. Against Humanity people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. I love edgy humor and yeah. whatever. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, Doctor Doctor Willard Bliss. He lives another eight years. It's not. He doesn't last last too long. But you know, he's in his like sixty. Hundred seventy five yeah. grand for the last eight years, though. That's a good little mm-hmm. little chunk. Doctor Doctor Bliss. Damn. Did he have Doctor- children? Uh, I believe he did. Okay. I feel like everyone had kids back then. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. Cu- I mean. Just curious what they ended up doing. You got more doctors. It's just the doctor. <laughs> it really does. I mean, that is doctors are their their parents were doctors. It, it's just how it works. It yeah. feels like. You have to be that like generational level of crazy, I think. Yeah, like, that's true. Oh, I forgot about you think doctors are insane. I forgot about this. We had this conversation oh. one time. It is, I mean, it's, it's yeah, quite, I'll, quite I'll an aspiration. a lot, dude. But also if your parents are paying for men's school, yeah, that, yeah. that changes things quite a bit. Like, and that's why I think they're, I mean, obviously that's changed, but no, we just, back I think doctors are crazy the way that I think like professional athletes are crazy where you have to be like a psycho to work that hard. Yeah. 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 It, it, it does seem like. They work so hard just because there's not enough of them. Is that the idea? No, I don't think they're doing it beca- for like that need. It's, mm. it's their it's their god complex. <laughs> but now this is I'm gonna podcast, choose if I live or die. Before you talked about how you think doctors are just choosing <laughs> to live or die. Yeah, dude. They're just it's just an interesting. Oh, concept. and we don't think we don't think this fella had a had a touch of that. I think he was choosing live and he didn't did it. <laughs> you know, yeah. he kept pressing the button for live and nothing <laughs> yeah, was yeah, happening. Yeah, ringing off the hook. It's I'm, getting, I'm pressing live and I'm getting dial tone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's our second Assassin April episode. Assassin. Uh, great one. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll let the listeners decide. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm deciding for them. Pretty great. Worth sharing with your friends, honestly. Yeah. Any call to action, just tell a friend. Yeah. Hey, and if you know someone who's planning something, go ahead and send them our podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, need, we need stuff for next April. So we can... <laughs> Well, we appreciate y'all. Uh, come Thank back you. soon for uh, more Thank Assassin so April. We put the ass in Assassin. <laughs> <laughs>